Good morning, Raboisai. Ah. Lili Nishmasi Mimi Rossi Ruspas Mordechai. Today's shear is sponsored, I think anonymously, in honor of the sponsors and the Tutsachs, Bechlal, and Mark Ashkenazi and Uncle Phil Befrat. The Flapush MDY Shabbos Mevorchim, Melava Malko, and Zooming Shear. It's Geschmack to do the daf. So right now in New York, in Flapush, I don't know if there's a live picture or not. The one that shows the most people, that's that one. They're all showing themselves. I see Ellie Dykeman on, I see Mark Ashkenazi. Oh, here's the Oilam on Ellie Dykeman's. Let's see, Dykeman. Here we go. Wow. Wow, look at that. Look at that Oilam. That's a beautiful sight. Wow, wow. No? <laughs> he says that there's more people in Flappish than in this space. This is kind of weak today, actually. Let me hear you. No, come on. Don't make me see this. guys singing in Flatbush was Fischl. I don't know. A little schwach over there. I don't know. I can't hear exactly what he's saying, but okay. A big shkoyach that Kiva Ziegler and Mark Ashkenazi for taking care of all the logistics and arrangements. The evening is sponsored for Shidduch, for Sarlino, Bas Goldalek. What, what? You didn't get engaged yet? Money back guaranteed. Contributing to the food, Simon Zellman, Ellie Berman. It's interesting because I was looking through my emails this morning and I saw an email from Simon Zellman. I'm not sure if I read it or not. It could be. It sounds familiar. He says like this, but it's Kedai the Chazara. I know you get these emails all the time, but I feel that each one is a shir, that shared gives you, as well as everyone else, tremendous chizuk. Yesterday, while waiting for my flight from Miami to New York, at the prompting of my wife, I decided to watch the shir earlier than usual. Across from me, it sounds familiar, this one? Across from me was sitting a family that you wouldn't be able to tell was very Jewish. Yeah, now, 
Hem to look up for a second. Notice that the father seemed to say a bracha. That's when I said the mice with the bracha. Yeah. He's watching me learn. I couldn't resist to ask. Can you imagine a whole masecht on the day of Yom Kippur? To my surprise, he said yes. He told me he's on a second cycle of the fiyoyimi. And he learns every day. We schmoozed a bit about the daf. How beautiful it is. Yidin around the world. Able to talk in their learning every day. What a chabura. And here it is. Tonight in New York. Matzah Shabbos in New York. Sunday morning in Eretz Yisrael. Yidin around the world. Talking and learning. What a chabura. Simon Zelman. From Jay Nathanson. Hey Rebelli, Long time no email. I would like to get in the hack about shack. Otherwise known as hakashak. Hamevin Yovin. Hakashak. The hack. The, not the hack. The hack. Okay, there was a daf about a month ago where he showed a certain cartoon character depicting an Amaharetz. I have it with me because today's daf, I was going to use it on today's daf, but we'll use it for the email. That day in Erev Shabbos, I was having a hard day, but the picture lifted me up. Mamish changed my day. Who knows if your shack picture did the same to someone else? It did. Tanakh Seltzer. <laughs> Keep trusting your gut. He was having the best day ever. And when I picked up that picture, it's like, it all went downhill. Came home. It's like, Ellie showed the Shaq picture again. Keep trusting your gut and call to Jay Nathanson. Avi Mandelbaum, Shavua Tov from Tinek. I'm sitting here learning today's daf, and you asked, where do, where do we hold like Rav Meir? Last night I asked, the Gemara passes like Rav Meir, like you say, 21, not 120. Where do we say 120 in Yiddishkeit? So he screamed out. I yelled out, since I have headphones in my ears, Sphira! And Kitsi woke up his parents. <laughs> <laughs> also, all, all the amazing edits, inserts from Rabbi Yosef Biliak have been amazing. Can't wait to be home and back live, but we'll miss the edits. Avi, not anonymous, Mandelbaum. What else do we have here? We have a picture. This is a murder picture of Rabbi Yisrael Goldstein in... Mezbich, look at this. It's like, it's literally from the storybooks. <laughs> it's good stuff. And here he is. <laughs> here it is. The Vecker. Look, look, you can't, you can't, you can't even make this up. Peeled paint. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. He's a photographer. He's a photographer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, next next one will be on the roof with Hillel's thing. Rabbi when the Oilam in New York said that they wanted to do a special Malav Malka, I spoke to the editors of Oizva uh, Hodor and they decided to go a little easy on the Oilam. They're going to be able to leave a little earlier. We got a two-line Amud. Somebody, I said that this is my favorite Amud in Shas, and somebody said that I'm a big Amaretz. He wrote, he wrote in. He says, what about Lazar, Nazar, Daflamid, Gimelamid, Beis? Guess how many words is Nazar Lam Gimelam Beis? Zero. Because the whole Omid Beis is Taisvis. So you see, I'm not Amar. Of course I knew about that one. Amagichir needs to say something. I can't just not show up. So over here, it's two lines and, and it's quick. If it's zero, it's zero. That, that, that doesn't count. That's not part of it. Raboisai, here we are. We are holding Andaf Nunhei Omid Beis. We left a few lines here. So it should be ganz geschmack today. And we're in the middle of a sugi as follows. We're talking about a machloikis, Rabbi Yehuda and Tanakama. How many bases are there outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim 
for, to put down the blood. There's two types of blood, the blood from the bull and the blood of the goat. Is there two bases or one base? Rabbi Yud is of the opinion that we don't have two bases because he might get confused. And like this, he gets to hold it in his hand and he has to do a switcheroo. And like this, he'll remember what he has in his hand. But if he's able to put down the two bloods, he might grab the wrong one when necessary. He might do the zrikas with the bull blood instead of the sawyer or vice versa. Then the Gemara says, so why doesn't he just write down, make two, and write sawyer, para, and he'll know. So the Gemara tries to say that really doesn't hold of ksiva. In other words, even if you write it down, he could be confused. But the Gemara says, how can you be confused? Famous, I'll use this because I didn't use this last night even though I brought it here. There, there are 13 shayfrois, there are 13 pushkas of tzedakah. Each one has another depiction on it. It says, nedava, levaina, eitzim. So writing does work. There's no confusion. Here it is. You have, you start from tiklan atikin, tiklan chadatin is number one, tiklan atikin, number three. And you go in a circle where this is from shkalim that number 13 is right next to number one. That was the idea then. That's why they have to be in a circle. The Nadava is next to Tiklan Chatan. If you go, I brought this because when I was in New York last time, the guys in New York, look how beautiful. They printed it unbelievable. I think it was Kraus. I'm not even sure. Marcus Ashkenazi Kraus. Over here, this is not so Eiska Halton. It's a beautiful uh, drawing to show all the shoifers and everything, but they're not in a circle. So you have Nadava over here. And Tiklin Chadatin over here, they're not next to each other, and they have to be next to each other. Okay, I stop. My car is I shot this all the way from America so I could keep this. It's hard to keep, but whatever. Got it. Here, Yaakov, you're in charge of this. Look at the size of it. Okay, then we went into. So. So we went into the, the idea that according to Rabbi Yehuda, from these, these 13 shayfrois, according to Rabbi Yudha, you don't have a chatas in here. It's all Layla. Because we're, we're concerned that he might make a mistake. He might confuse the two. He might mix them up. And the Gemara says, at the end, we're talking about all the way at the end of the sugya, that we're concerned that somebody dropped money. What happens if somebody drops money into the pushka that says kinim, and it's chatas money? And then he dies. And we know for a fact that he died. Not a Suffolk. He, know, he died. So now you have 50 people that put Chathas money into the Pushka. And we know there's one person in there that put money into the Chathas Pushka, but he died. Now you can't use any of the money. All 50 go to waste. Why? Because it's Chathas from Mesut Balel. It's Chathas that the owner died. And if the owner dies, you can't bring it. And if you can't bring his, you can't bring anybody else's. That's we where we're holding right now. Says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom. What's the problem? You have a pushka with 50 piles of money and one of them you're concerned is chatas money that the guy literally died. You don't know which one it is. So grab four zuz. That's the value of a carbon chatos, of this bird. And throw it into the water. Chop it up, grind it up. Either you throw it into a yama melach, 
So it goes to waste. If you're going to throw it into the regular ocean, chop it up, throw it into the ocean. So nobody can find it. And Mimela, I'll do something called Brera. Retroactive clarification. I love that. From the, very good, from the art school. Retroactive, that I knew, clarification was a good one. You could be Mavara Mafreya. You could go, you could say retroactively, this money is what this person put in. Now, all the Rishonim discuss, how can you do that? What, chametz also. Uh, a bunch of chametz fell into to, to Pesach Dika food. So I'll take out a bunch of it and say, retroactively, this is what, you can't do that. Or other Yisurim. So they, dis, they, they discuss this and they say that when you donate the money, you make such a tonight. It's on condition that if something happens, that you could undo it. Let's use the idea of Breira. Again, let's pull out from the whole pushka four zuz, the value of one bird, chatas, and say, this bird, this is, this is the money. I don't know for sure, but now I'm going to retroactively say, this is the money that the guy that died threw into the pushka, and that money, I am going to throw it a waste. That's very simple. Rabbi Yudah doesn't hold of the idea of Breira. And now the Gemara is going to go into just two places and figure out where does he say that there's no brary. He can't go retroactive. It is what it is. Minalan. Where do we see this idea? It says in the Mishnah, One girsa. Somebody buys wine from a kusi. What's a kusi? A kusi, a bunch of people, they have it similar, nothing really changed. People came in from different countries into Eretz Yisrael. We're not sure exactly what their status is. Are they real Gerim or not real Gerim? We know one thing for sure. They were not Jews when they came to Eretz Yisrael. And then they got punished. The lion started eating them. So out of fear, they became Gerim. Was it sincere or not sincere? Are they real Gerim or not real Gerim? Okay, so let's assume that they're real Gerim. Well, even if they're real gerim, they didn't keep everything like Jews. They were very makel and they had different things, different that. So now you buy wine from a kusi. You're chayiv to give it trumas and maestras. The problem is, today, whatever it is, Erev Shabbos, not Erev Shabbos, you don't have a cleat. You can't pour the wine into anything. You can't do it. You're on a trip, you buy, you need a drink, you buy wine. Now what do you do? So this is an eitzah. Now, the Akusi is slightly different than Amaritz, the picture of Amaritz. Akusi takes true maestris for himself, but won't do it for other people. It's very interesting. Tosis goes through a whole thing. They are not makbid on the Isra of Lufnei, they don't care to, to trip other people up. So they'll sell them things telling them that there's true maestris. They don't, they're careful with Gezel. But they have an excuse for everything. It's funny how nothing has changed. Meyer Hetter about everything. Gezel? No, it's not Gezel. Why is it not Gezel? Because there's no person I'm stealing from. It's all the Kayhanim in the world. No Kayan is coming to me and asking for it. There's no Teveya. Great. And another reason is I didn't take the Truma yet. So nobody could be Teveya if I didn't, I didn't separate yet. And finally, they have a Drasha. Not, not only are they Meyer Hetter, but they're the Tamidi Chachamim. They're nevelim b'shus ha'toyra. They nevelim b'shus ha'toyra. They they have a drasha. V'chalta v'loy ha'moicher. Okay, the guy that, that that eats it, he's the one that has to do, it, not me. 
So they don't take the Trumas and Maestras. So Mele, you have to take Trumas and Maestras. What do you do? Oymed Oymer, he stands and he says, Shnei Lugin, Shani Truma. Oh, we're going back to our favorite thing, Trumas and Maestras. If a person has a bottle of wine, he has grapes, he has fruit, he has to take Trumas and Maestras. What does he do? So in Atayra, he only has to take one kernel for Truma and give it to the Kai. But he's a nice guy. Nice people, they do either 1%, 2%. He's large, 2%. See how much is he left with? 98. So from 98, he takes Maeserishon, 10% of that, 9.8. So again, Truma Gdala is to the Kain. Maeserishon is to the Levi, 10% of the Levi. Then after he's done with that, he had, the Levi takes Trumas Meiser from that. We're not going to discuss that because that's not his problem. We're discussing what the Israel has to do. He takes Truma, then Meiser, and then Meiser Shani. Meiser Shani on years one, two, four, and five of the Shemitah cycle, he has to take 10% and give it to himself. He brings it up to Yerushalayim and he, he has a party. He goes to restaurants, he eats food, steaks, whatever he wants with the money. If it's too heavy, it's too much for him to carry. So he transfers it to cash, to money, and then he takes the money and he, and he goes up to Yerushalayim with the money, and with the money he buys whatever he wants to buy over there. So, this person, Shnei Lugin Shani Osid Lahafrish Harein Truma, 2% that I'm going to give in the future, it's future, that is Truma. Daphnum vavam dalef. Don't miss it. Asara maiserishon. Ten percent goes to the levy. Not today. Tomorrow. Right now, I want to drink. I don't have where to put it. In the future, I'm going to give ten percent to the levy. Tisha maiser sheni. Nine. Now I only have ninety left. So nine. Ten percent of the ninety. What's ever left. I'm giving Maiser Shani. Maiser Shani on years one, two, four, five. And not on one, two, four, five, on three and six is Maiser Ani. Umechal. Now, he could do one thing right now. He doesn't have a Kli, so he can't pour the wine in. But one thing he could do, he could take care of Trumas Maiser, of Maiser Shani. He could take care of Maiser Shani, how? With cash. So he opens up his wallet. And he says, the 10% of wine that's in this bottle should go into this cash. So now, Meister Shane is taken care of. Whatever he can take care of, he takes care of. And that's what he does. So he takes care of Meister Shane. However, the Truma and the Meister, what goes to the Kayan and what goes to the Levi, the Yisrael he took care of, that he didn't take care of. That he's going to do in the future. And that's okay, Divir Rebbe Meir. So what does Rebbe Meir hold? We hold Breira. Why? Right now, he drinks from the wine. In this wine, there's 10% Meiser and 2% Truma, and he drinks it. What did he drink? What's not Truma? What's not Meiser? How do I know? It's all mixed in. Because Breira... Breira tells me that retroactive clarification, when I get home and I have a Kli, and I pour out 10% in the Kli, and then another 2% in another Kli, that's what I meant to say, that was the Truma, that was the Meiser. 
I could go retroactive. And today I could drink and not worry about it. There's nothing mixed in. What, what came into my mouth has zero truma and zero miser. Because of the idea of brera. It's a, an idea that we discussed many times in Shas. And here it is again. And every time we discuss it, it's the same sugya. That's according to Rameir. Now, we want to prove that according to Rabbi Yehuda, he doesn't hold Breira. So Rameir says, this is a good idea, this is a good trick. You want to drink. Now, returning to Daphne Nunvavim Beis. By the way, this doesn't count. You can't. It does. What? Lema'ana. No. Sponsored, Le'ilu Nishmas Uri B'matisyo. And for the success in Gashmius and especially Ruchnius of his grandchildren, they hold, there's no Breira. Givaldic. So we have a great Raya, the Rabbi Yudah is no Breira. Alma ain't Breira. Otherwise, why would, why would Rabbi Yudah say, you can't do this trick? Let him just separate the Truma Maisr, say it, and then do the actual separation later on, and we'll know, Lemafreya, retroactive, that that's what he was separated. He says, the Gemara, it's not a good Raya. Mimai. Dilma shani hasam kitiktani taima. It says Mefurish over there a good idea of why Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold of it. Am Rlaila Rameyer Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shivan and Rabbi Yosi they told Rameyer. E atomoida shemi yibaka anoid. There's a major problem. What if the glass bottle or the leather pouch that that's holding falls on the ground, it's smatters into pieces. And then you can never separate the trumas and maestras. And then retroactively, retroactively, it comes out that you drank tevel. Aren't you concerned? <clears throat> what do you do? The problem is not of Brera. The pro- Brera would work if you could get to the finish line and get home in one piece with the bottle. Important. Maybe they agree. Over here, there's a concern. Maybe the bottle will break. And if the bottle breaks... And you didn't do Trumas Maestros retroactively because you couldn't. It was impossible. It's on the floor. Nimtza, Shoiset, follow Mamafreya. That you drink Tevel. And we don't want you to drink Tevel, Mamafreya. So, Mamela, we don't allow you to do Trumas Maestros, Mamafreya. Says Ramea, I'm not concerned. The guy's going to be careful. It's a far fetched concern. I don't have to be concerned about such a thing. However, you see from their question that they were concerned. So perhaps Rabbi Yehuda does not does hold the Brera. Only in a case of wine, he doesn't hold that you can do Trumso Maestris and say it's retroactive because over there we're concerned that the battle will break. Allah says the Gemara, I have another Raya. Midetoni Ayoy. Midetoni Ayoy. And Ayoy is brought down a few times in Shas, but all with this halacha. He only says this halacha in Shas. That what? Rabbi Yehuda Oimer. So here's the case. Going back to Erevin. The halacha is that if you're in your house, or let's call this the end of the city, your house, the end of the city, you're allowed to walk 2,000 ama in each direction on Shabbos. That's it. You have to stop after 2,000 ama. So there's a trick. What's the trick? The trick is, you put a meal down, 2,000 amr from your house. Right over here, put a challah, an egg, that's your meal. And now you have 2,000 amr from your challah going that way. What did you do? You didn't add any amr at all. 
you have the same amount of Amma. What you did is you shifted the picture. So this was the center beforehand, and you have 2,000 Amma going this way, and 2,000 Amma going this way. Now you just shifted everything. Now, instead of the house being over here, your Chala is your house, your Kaina Shvisa over here, and now you have 2,000 Amma this way, and 2,000 Amma this way. But guess what? You cannot even go one Amma this way. You're stuck. This is the end. All you did is you took this picture and you shifted it over this way. Or you shifted it over this way. So the Gemara says we have a situation. You have a, you have two Tamid Chachamim coming to give a drasha on Shabbos. And you don't know which Tamid Chacham you want to you wanna listen to. One is coming from the east, one is coming from the west. So what do you do? You set down two Eruvei Tchumim. Now, it's usher to use two Eruvei Tchumim. You can only do one. So what do you want to do? You want to use Breira. You put down two. And then, when you decide which Tamil Chachim you're going to go to, then you're going to say, oh, retroactively, on Friday, that's the Eruv that I placed. This one is canceled. I'm using this one. When you decided on Shabbos, because I'm going retroactive. We're getting there in a second. That's that's the next case. So, did anybody ever have a tchum issue in their life? Did anybody ever come out of tchum? You did. You may have. I was in a camp. I might have said this, but it doesn't matter. It's, there's not enough time. I'll I'll make it quick. There was no. Nice and slow. My parents decided to send me to a camp, a sleepaway camp in Israel. There's a reason why they don't have sleepaway camps here. They're not very popular because of this miser. <laughs> it was in Komimiyot. It's a seven-day camp. So right away I knew there's issues. First night we're on a sleepaway trip somewhere and we had a guy, a guard with a machine gun. So... He says, who wants to volunteer to watch the night shift? It's me. I get to hold the machine gun? Yeah, you get to hold the machine gun. Okay, you get from 2 to 3. So somebody wakes me up at 2 o'clock. I'm walking around with another 12, uh, 12 years old with a machine gun, loaded, fully loaded machine gun, walking around, and everybody's sleeping in sleeping bags. And uh, all of a sudden we hear noise, and we, we got really scared. It turns out it was like a horse, like grazing over there. Okay, great. Following morning, we go to Nachal Yudia. There's two ways to do it. You could either, there's like a, how tall, 10 meters or something? 20 meters? He says eight, you say 20. It's by the jump, by the jump. Doron, how many? Doron says it's eight, it's eight. Eight meter. Most people, they come this way and they jumped eight meters into the water. There's a pool on the bottom and there's a waterfall that's eight meters. But we were young, we were only 12. So he said, you, you are gonna swim across this water, body of water, and then climb up the waterfall. There's a rope there, you climb up. Disaster. Kids are drowning. I'm not exaggerating. The whole camp has to cross. Now, half the kids don't know how to swim. Who knows how to swim over body of water? And as we're trying to get to the other side, this guy, a yeshiva boy, on top goes, one, two, three, and he jumps. It's not funny because he never came out. In front of the whole camp, he died. He drowned in front of the whole camp. Kids are disaster after disaster. This camp was a disaster. <laughs> come Shabbos. Now, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. We watched the, the, the army come, 
and take, take him out, find him, take him out. Meanwhile, we didn't have any water because we ran out of water. So we had to drink the water, the, the water from the pool, but there was a dead body in the pool. It was, it was, disgust, it was, it was a terrible situation. Kids are so, Matzah Shabbos Meisters for the guys in New York. So on Shabbos, me and my friend decided to take a nice spazir. So we take a spazir. We're about 100 feet out of the camp, like the Komamiot, like we're going through the fields. And all of a sudden, I don't remember who said to who. It's like, wait a minute, what about Tchum? Oh, Tchum, yeah, Tchum. We heard about something in, we're 12 years old. We didn't know what 2,000 Amma. Now, 2000, I'm thinking now 2,000 Amma is 4,000 feet. It's almost a mile. I don't think we walked a mile. Probably 100, maybe 25 feet. It's like, Tchum! So we went to ask a rav, it was a whole thing. Could we go back to the camp? There was another community there. All I remember is a Timani rabbi with Nana, T, the whole thing. And he gave us a psak, and I think we made it back to our camp. That was my experience with the Tchum. Never had it. How did it get to the guy dying in a pool? I have no idea. Somehow. Okay. In America, it doesn't really happen, the whole Tchum thing, because it's like from, from the end of the community from the end of the city here in Israel, maybe outside of Bet Shemesh, if you start walking over in the mountains, it might be a problem. Okay. Really? Says Ari that in Gimel, they used to, they had marks in the tree to tell you that that's where Tchum is. Very nice. Okay. Oh, upstate, in New York, upstate in the mountains, exactly. But it's five, 2,000 amas is a long distance. 3,000 feet, okay, yeah, but still a law, it's, it's kind of, it's a hike. Okay. Givaldic, okay. Another niggin, something? No, okay, weiter. Says the Gemara like this. You don't have the ability to make it nigh like this. Ella. In Bachachem le Mizrach, Eruvi le Mizrach. Le Mayrov, Eruvi le Mayrov. Avalakan ulkan loy. So the Gemara says like this: If if this chacham is on an angle, I don't remember saying this in Erevin, but I noticed it in Rashi here. It says Balachsay. I just thought that he doesn't know where he's coming from. But no, the chacham has the way to get here and here in his tchum. He's on an angle. You just don't know if he's going to show up to the right or to the left. That's your thing. If it's one chacham, just the direction is. Is you don't know what direction it's going. It's not two chachamim, not two tamid chachamim, and you're going to choose. I'm going to go to Rebbe Kiva and not to Rebbe Meir. That's not what's happening. It's one Rebbe Kiva. He's over here, and he might decide to come and surprise everybody on the east side of the city, or he might do it on the west, and then you're, you're doing two eruvim. That's okay. And we ask, what? No, because then it's two, it's two chachamim. How do you have one chacham that could come from one? So that's no, because because it has to be a, it has to be a metzias. It's a metzias that he is there. It ha- we'll see in a second, right? Because it happens. You just don't know what that happened. When you have two tamid chachamim, like in this case, you say it doesn't work. You can't pick and choose. You can't decide on Shabbos whichever you want to use because you don't go retroactive. So what's the difference? So this one also, there's no What happened was, the Chacham showed up. It's just you don't know. 
The, it's there. It's just your lack of knowledge. So Memela, when when did this air of when did it happen? Not on Shabbos. You put down the air of on Erev Shabbos. It's actually Chal on Erev Shabbos. You said I'm going to put an air of wherever the Chacham showed up. He already showed up on Friday. So it's not a question of Breira. It's not retroactive. It's a, you just found out on Shabbos which one of your Eruvin worked. But it worked on Friday. One of them on Friday was no good. One of them worked. Because I said, I'm, I want the Eruv that's closer to the Rav. That's the one I want to work on Friday, not on Shabbos. So it's not a question of, of Breira. What do you see from here? That if this Tutamid Chachamim, Rabbi Yudah holds, there's no Breira. You don't say Breira. If there's two of them, this case right over here, Rabbi Yudah says, no, it doesn't work. Why? Because I cannot decide on Shabbos which area I want to use. That would be retroactive clarification. And retroactive clarification doesn't work according to Rabbi Yudah. So here's a raya that it doesn't work. So let's go back. You have a box full of money. And in the box, there's a few coins that were deposited by a person who died. And he said that that money should be for a chatas, and you don't know which coins are the one that, from the person that died, and which 25,000 coins are from all the other women who gave birth and, 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 and want to bring their, their, their karbanas for your leddas and for zav and a zava and tamig, the, the whole thing. So why don't they do retroactive? Why don't they say, let's pull out four coins, four zuzim, and say, that's, that's that guy that died. The answer is, because Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold the Breira. He doesn't hold the Breira. Okay, now that he doesn't hold the Breira, let's go step back. So, but he does hold of Ksiva. You could write, because look at all these shoifers. Each shoifer has a name. Each shoifer has a name. So now we're just going back to the whole Cheshvan. This works. These names work. So if the names work, so then why, here's the Gemara's original question. Then why, according to Rabbi Yehuda, don't you just write down two names on these two bases? Why is he so adamant that there's only one? Maybe there's two. And one says para, and one says sar. And there's no, not going to be any confusion. Just like there's no confusion in the base Amigdash. 13, there's no confusion. So there's not, no confusion for two. What's the problem? Let him just write down a name. There is ksiva. Says the Gemara. But he holds that you could write, and writing works. Not that you could write, that the writing works. So then, why in Kippur can't you just write it down? We're talking about a fast day, and he's working really hard. Says Rabbi Yehuda, if you have two bases. And you put down both bloods. Why are you putting down both bloods? Because you want to do everything with your right hand. And if you only have one base, you have to start holding one and carrying one and putting the one down. This is, you're using your left. You don't want to use your left. It's much better to have two bases. But because he's in a fast state, he might grab the wrong, the wrong one. Because if you don't come onto the svara that he's fasting and he might make mistakes because of that, but like Sivanami, why do you need writing? It's very poshit. You, a bull has a ton of blood, and you have to grab all the blood, and a goat has very little blood. So one weighs 25 pounds, and one weighs 5 pounds. It's poshit. He's going he's gonna to feel it. 
And if you say, well, yeah, a bull has a lot of blood, but he didn't receive it all in the cleave. We learn from this Adrasha that he has to receive all the Dama Nefesh. Anything that the Nisham is Talian. Yeah, he has to receive it, it's better. But let's say it spilled most of it, so now they're both equal in weight. They both weigh the same amount, so he's not going to realize, and that's why you have to write it. But there's another difference. The blood of the bull, remember when we had the five types of gold? One of them was called parva or something. What was it called? Dam, not parva, parva, maybe. No, maybe. How did you do on the test? Good. They took another test, 30. I hope they all got 100. I hope I have. Somebody came over and said, I got 100. One of the guys, because they give the answers afterwards. As you walk out, they give the answers. I didn't get any wrong. Well, let's see if they cheat a little bit, if their shoe is going to give them 100 or not. I'll be happy to pay that money. The blood of a bull is much redder. It's a deeper color, like that gold, the best gold. Parvanu, I think it was Parva, something like that. So you must come onto the Svara. And even though they weigh different, they look different, he's still going to get confused because he's fasting. Says the Gemara, there was once a person. Now, throughout Chas, you're because you go up on a, on a bima, the bima is higher than the shul, and Nachas, you go down, the chazan always went down, as a couple, a step down in the ground. <clears throat> so we're talking about Ayyam Kippur. There's a chazan, <laughs> unlike today, that we have all the magazarium, it's fancy, this, that. They had, their, they had to remember this is. The whole, all the sugis of the chazan making mistakes and he gets, he gets confused. What gets confused? They didn't, they, it was about pet. And he said, Yatza, he's talking, he's, he's saying the avayda of the kain gadol in the Beis HaMikdash. And he says, Yatza v'nichoi akhan sheni Says the chazan that there are two of these bases. Two. He put it on the second one. And then he says, He takes the blood of the bull and puts down the blood of the goat. Who says that? That's already Rabbi Huda that there's only one. Otherwise, you put them both down and then you grab one. You don't have to do a switcheroo. Omelay, so Rabbi says, well, you're mixed up. You're confused. He's in the middle of davening. Screams out. Chadok Rabbanon. V'chadok Rabbi Huda. What? In the middle of Milshmanasri. And he hopped right away what's going on here. Okay. So you have to say, Wow, I didn't notice it. I notice it now. It says that it brings it in the Shulchan Aruch. I wonder if that's the halacha. Seems like that's the halacha. At least in the Rambam is brought down like that. Okay? That there's only one stand like Rabbi Yehuda. Now, he's done with the two sprinklings inside the Heichal, inside the Kaisha Kedashim, which was between the poles of the Arain, the sprinkling over there. The bull blood, the goat blood. Now, he repeats the whole process outside of the Kaisha Kedashim in the Heichal. Here's the Pasuk. Why am I bringing it? Because of the next part. 
Whatever you did before inside the Kodesh Kedoshim, repeat, step by step. What do we have last night? One Zrika towards the top of the Aaron, but obviously doesn't touch the Aaron. It falls down on the floor. And then seven more on the floor. And he says, Achas. Achas ve'achas. Achas v'shtayim, achas v'sholosh, machloikas. Do you say shtayim v'achas or achas v'shtayim? But that's how we do it. That's, okay. So that exact process happens again in the Eichol. Why does it say it? Just like inside the Kodesh Kedoshim, you do a certain process. That's the same exact way you do it in the Eichol. Just like when you're inside the Kodesh Kedoshim, you do one on top and seven on the bottom from the bull's blood. The same thing, you repeat again. Interesting, we had a Sephardi here last night. And he said that they do say achas v'achas, but what? Right, and that's that was uh, Yeshua's father-in-law said. He, he pointed out that Ashkenazim, for some reason, we have to find out why. We only say achas v'achas three times, and we're going to say what? Yeah, only two times. I hear. Three times, but Achaz we only say twice. So the question is, why do we say it only twice? As we see here, there's four Hazayas like that. Okay. And Sephardim say it four times, right? That's what you said. Sephardim go through the whole process four times. So mean those times, whatever. Sit there and shul over and over. Let's go. Cut in half. Boom. Next. The Gaimer. We just put in Vav, Gimel, Vav, and Yechab. Yeah, a month of Slichas, and then even Kippur, you think they'll get a break. No, never. They have to, okay. The same thing that I have for the gold. Now, listen to this. The, we're almost done. I lied to those guys in New York. They thought they'd have a break. They're going to go home 10 minutes earlier. Rabchaim Valajra went to the Vulgar and he asked him a question. It says, I believe it was in Mesechtis Der Heretz. It says that you have to act like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And it says that is Samech Bechelkoi. So you also have to be Samech Bechelkoi. So Rabchaim Velozhan goes running to the Vilna Gaon and he says, What does it mean Hashem is Samech Bechelkoi? Hashem could push a button and get more. What is he? He only has a million dollars. So he's happy with his million dollars. So he'll make two million dollars. What is Samech How could it be that Gajbarhu is Samech Bechelkoi? How do you make sense of that? No, anybody have a terrorist? Listen to what the Vilna Gaon says. Bilingan says, it's re- talking about Klai Yisrael. Hashem is happy even though Klai Yisrael is not ayayay, they're not the best. He's happy with what they are. He's happy with them right now. We have Askam to the Bilingan. <laughs> no, no, I saw you contemplating in your head. But you should Okay. Says the Gemara like this. Hashem <laughs> Listen to this. Afidu b'shashim t'meim. When Klai Yisrael is tome. What is it, tome? The tome, not doing the proper thing. Shechina imayim. You think, the shechina cannot be with tome. No, the shechina is there with the t'meim, with the way, as they're acting, as is. That's how Kosh Baruch is. Omalei ha'umina l'rebchanina. Says the min. What does it say here on the side? He's not a min, he's a tzduki. Yeah, and it was taken out because of the censorship. Okay. So the Zduki tells Rebbe Hashto Hashtah bari tmei matun. 
I can tell that you are all Tomei, and Memela, there's no Shechina. HaKadosh Baruch is not between you. Why? Dichsev Tumasa Bishuleha. Necha. You compare it to Anida. You have Tuma. So if you have Tuma, HaKadosh Baruch is not with you. Look, look what it says in the Pasuk. Listen, you got to give me credit. To pull it off, a two-liner Amud, and to finish at 8-0-0? Come on, one of the biggest Chachmas of all time. Rabbi have a wonderful, wonderful day. you're looking good. You're wearing your hat. We're in Texas now. We're in, we're in Dallas, Texas. Traveling Hasidim. Ah, you do, you do good. This is the first time. This is the first time we did it. It's COVID. The first time. The belly. Don't forget to take a good picture. <laughs> Rebelli, Rebelli, I'm walking around the Smedish. Two people came over to me. Shomalechem, Shomal Goldstein. I've never met him before. Two guys from Dallas, they watch this year every single night. They're on Zoom. They're on Zoom. They're, they're on now. Really? What's their names? You remember the names? Uh, give me one second. Get the name on second. Could you see? You've got that camera. Let me see if you got a Yosef Ravitsky and Rabbi Stalov. Interesting, interesting. Wow. Mr. Stalitsky, how come you're not there? Why are you at home? Not home, he's there. He's I am, sure. I am.
Proud of you all for coming. Yeah. You sure is very proud of us for coming, Mark. Yeah, Yosef. Yosef's there. Hello, who's that? No way. Don't burst your good boy. Morning, morning. Pesach, where are you from? Pesach Pro, where are you from? All right, I need a picture of you and I'll. That was muted. Not normal. 